Are you trying to make peace with food from a place of love or as an act of rebellion? Because those are two different things. They're two different mindsets and energies, and they lead to very different results. And we're going to talk about why that matters in this episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. How are you? It's the fourth installment in our intuitive eating series, and let me tell you, I am ready for this episode. Today's episode is one that I've actually looked forward to recording because I do get a few questions about what the best way to approach making peace with food is. And I'll talk about that in a sec, but I want to share a story with you first. So we're at that stage where we're transitioning our toddler, Ashira, from training diapers to panties. (laughs) And let me tell you, it's been fun. The energy on that three-year-old... And just the attitude, I mean, some weeks we're totally on our game, got everything all planned out, there's no bet wedding, everything works out. Other weeks, not so much. And we're like, okay, maybe we're not doing this right. You would think after two kids, we would have nailed this down, but we haven't, my friends. So the other day, my husband put a diaper on her because we were out of underwear someone was a little late on the laundry game and needless to say she was not very happy she had a really terrible attitude at daycare and she complained the whole time so this morning while she was getting ready for daycare I was brushing my teeth and then she found out that her dad had actually bought new underwear (laughs) and she was so excited about them she wanted to wear everything right away So, of course, I did my best and I reassured her that she could wear it tomorrow and that there'll always be underwear so she'll never run out. I thought we had it all figured out, only to drop her off at daycare. And I'm not even kidding you. Three minutes later, the lady called. I was still driving on my way to work. And she told me (laughs) that my daughter had worn six panties to daycare, one on top of the other. Six! Like, what in the world? My child was so worried about not having panties that she decided to wear everything at once. Just in case we forget to do the laundry, she had it all figured out. And I find this really fascinating because this is the same behavior that so many of us have when it comes to making peace with food. While some people approach making peace with food from a place of gentleness and curiosity, a place of love, others do it from a place of fear. And that fear usually shows up like, I deserve this. So I'm going to prove a point that I can eat whatever I want whenever I feel like it. And when we do this, coming from this energy, we often struggle because we wonder why am I not finding the peace that I'm looking for because I gave myself permission to eat. But that doesn't really work out because the thought behind it is not helpful. 
And that's why in this episode, I want to talk about why it's so important to do some work on building self-trust before making peace with food. And if you're wondering why you need to make peace with food, it's very simple. Making peace with food allows you to have a truly satisfying experience with food. Imagine eating without judgment. Imagine eating without tying your self-worth on how much you eat, when you eat, what kinds of foods you eat. Imagine having peace of mind around food, knowing you can show up anywhere and not be afraid of what's going to be served, who's there, who's watching you, just being normal. That's what making peace with food does for you. So let's talk about building self-trust when it comes to food and your body. First of all, you start this process by learning to become attuned to your bodily signals for hunger, fullness, and I'd like to add satisfaction because I think it's a really important part of the whole eating experience. So I talk about this in episode 41, how to connect with your hunger, fullness, and satisfaction cues. If you're yet to listen to that, I would encourage you to pause this one, go listen to that one, and then come back because it'll be easier for you to grasp what we're trying to do here. So in essence, becoming attuned with your bodily signals like hunger, fullness, and satisfaction, it's kind of like making a friend and deciding that, you know what, this friendship is worth investing my time and effort in to make things work. So in that case, you'd say that maybe you'd probably talk frequently to each other. You'd learn your likes and dislikes. You might figure out what you both enjoy doing together and individually. Pretty much you're building trust slowly and you're learning and readjusting as necessary to make sure that your friendship works. And this is the same thing with building attunement. So once you figure that out, you want to pay attention to what food rules you've been following. Because if you have food rules, if you have stories that you tell yourself about food, about what kinds of foods you eat, or the amounts, or when, then you might struggle with giving yourself permission to make peace with food. I talk about how to do this in last week's episode, episode 42, How to Silence the Food Police and Find Peace. That episode walks you through how to identify those food rules, especially the ones you're not aware of and how you can work through and break free from them. So once you've become attuned to your signals, you've figured out what your food rules are and you realize you no longer want to live by them, they don't serve you, I want you to explore where you're coming from. Are you coming from a place of love to make peace with food or are you doing it as an act of rebellion? And I want you to remember that you're playing the long game here. So it's really important to understand that both are not the same. When you come to make peace with food from a place of self-love, it's all about taking care of yourself. It's all about what honors you. Coming to make peace with food from a place of rebellion is more about pushing back. This energy of just acting out and being upset and just wanting to release all that pent-up anger for what has held you back over the years things like diets, your life experiences, especially if you experience any form of food restriction as a child, this will come out. So when you think about it, if you're in this for the long haul, is it really worth your time and energy to try to stick your food piece to diet culture for all those lost years? Probably not. And when you recognize this, it makes it so much easier for you to begin your own peacemaking process. So once you're ready, I want you to think about all the foods that you currently don't eat, foods that you've been restricting, think about what you would like to include in your diet. 
And then just pick one. When you pick that one, make the commitment to make peace. Then really think about it. What are the fears that are holding you back from trying those foods? You're probably going to have a lot of thoughts coming up. I invite you to write them down. Don't judge them. Just pay attention to what your brain is telling you. Perhaps you're worried about gaining weight. Maybe you worry you won't be able to stop yourself from eating. Or you're afraid of being judged by your family, your friends, or someone you really respect and like. I invite you to get really critical and ask yourself whether those fears are based on facts or thoughts that you have. The thoughts are those stories that you're telling yourself about those foods. For example, you could be afraid of eating cookies because you believe that you lack self-control. But is it really true that you lack self-control? If you can control yourself from jumping in front of a moving car, why do you think you can't control yourself around food? It's the same thing. The difference is that that fear that you have about losing control around food is a story that you've bought into because of diet culture messaging that tells us that eating cookies is bad. So I really want you to get deep and explore those fears. Then decide for yourself, are these serving you or not? Again, you always have a choice. If you feel like they're serving you, you're happy with your results, then by all means, go ahead and do you. But if you look at them, you realize they don't serve you, you don't like the outcomes because most times if you're restricting and you're telling yourself those stories, chances are you're more likely to want to overeat them. And overeat here just means eat more than you normally would if you didn't have those thoughts. So really explore, get deep, explore those fears. Nothing's going to happen. It's just you're becoming a detective of what's going on in your mind. Now, if you're wondering what kind of food to eat, I would say just start with any food you want rather than what you think or what you'll eat to stick it to diet culture. Diet culture is probably not going to miss you. The hundreds or thousands of dollars you've spent on weight loss or dieting teas and all those things, probably not going to make a huge dent in a $7 billion industry. So rather than wasting your efforts, on trying to prove something, I would encourage you to focus on taking care of yourself. Just pick one food that you would really like to try. Maybe something similar to what you already like. So if you're someone who tends to gravitate towards sweet foods, you might want to pick something that's sweet. If you gravitate towards more salty foods, you might want to try something that's salty. And then when you're ready, do a check-in with yourself. Just see how you're feeling before you try it out. Now this process, it's usually at this point where I would tell my clients to really write out all the thoughts they're having about trying to eat that food. Your thoughts will drive your actions. So it's really important for you to see what's going on in your mind at that time because that's going to determine how you end up experiencing that process. Remind yourself that you have the choice to continue eating that food or to stop if you don't want to continue anymore. Remember, we're trying to build trust with ourselves. So remember that you're in control. You can stop whenever you want. You're in charge. Once you've set the stage, you've created that safe space for yourself. I want you to tune into your body and take a bite of the food. Yep, take a simple bite. Now I know many of you will want to chew very quickly and swallow. But remember what we said. You're in charge. You can choose to stop whenever you want. You can choose to continue if you want. So rather than chewing the food really quickly, I would invite you to get really mindful. You might want to chew on it a little bit 
Turn it around in your mouth using your tongue. What does it taste like? Pay attention to the food properties. How does it feel in your mouth? Do you like the texture? Is it just one texture like soft or chewy? Is it multiple textures? What about the flavors? Is it one flavor? Is it multiple flavors? How do the flavors come through? Do you taste everything at once or do they come one after the other? Are there subtle notes of things that you like? Is the food even what you expected? These are really important things that make a difference in how we make peace with food. Because when you realize this is something that you enjoy, then you can create room in your life to enjoy more of that food. So think about it. Would you eat it again? What did you like? What did you not like about the food? Really important to do that assessment because you might realize, I don't really care for this food and it doesn't even taste great, right? (laughs) I remember one of my clients, Ingrid, she used to think that she couldn't have deep fried foods, especially deep fried chicken. And she had this story that stuck with her for such a long time, most of her adult life. And it was all about deep fried foods being bad for you. So the first time she decided to try fried chicken, she told me how she took two bites and then she was done. And of course, we we were having our session and I said, well, that's interesting that you only took two bites. Tell me about that. And she said she didn't like the greasy texture of the coating. And that's what did it for her. And I know this because we'd been working on other properties of food before we got to making peace. We had thought about what are some things that she likes when she's eating food. And I remember she had said she doesn't like greasy foods. So it was very interesting to see how that showed up in her trying out deep fried chicken. So for her, she was able to build a new story about deep fried foods that wasn't based on diet culture, but was based on her own personal experience with food. So this was no longer a food rule for her. She had a new story of, I don't like deep fried foods because of the greasy coating on them, rather than the former rule and story that she told herself that she shouldn't eat fried foods because she would gain weight, which made her feel really fearful around those kinds of foods. And now I want to say that getting past that first experience is probably the hardest part. But if you've done that work of kind of building that self-trust, paying attention to your hunger and fullness cues, paying attention to what satisfies you, and then recognizing what rules you have and deciding to let them go, it'll help this process go a lot smoother for you. If you try it out and you feel like you can't do it, it's okay too. Maybe you're just not ready yet. Maybe you still have some work to do to explore those rules and really decide for yourself whether or not you want to keep abiding by them. So keep working on building that self-trust, then try again whenever you feel you're ready and see how that feels. If you find that you're doing this over and over again and you're getting frustrated with yourself, I really invite you to be compassionate and have patience and grace and reach out to someone if you need help. Because sometimes it just takes someone else coming alongside you to help you get past that sticky stage and then you're golden. Now, I want to touch very quickly on eating out of rebellion. So making peace because you want to stick it to diet culture because you feel now I can eat whatever I want whenever I want. And I think this is where a lot of people get it wrong with intuitive eating. They think, well, I'm just going to eat when I'm hungry, stop when I'm full, eat whenever I want and eat whatever I want. That's not intuitive. It's not self-honoring. Because when you do that, you're not paying attention to what your body really needs. 
Again, always going back to what thoughts are driving that behavior. And if you really think about it, the thoughts are not productive. So why would it bring any positive outcome? It probably won't. And then you might end up with eating past comfortable fullness, which will then undo what you've worked so hard to build. I want you to ask yourself what you're trying to prove and to whom. Really important question. Get really clear on that and explore the ways that you may have silenced yourself over the years. Really important because most of the acts of rebellion comes from being silenced, comes from being and feeling deprived. So really dig deep and try to figure that out. Then remind yourself, you have autonomy. You can make decisions for yourself. You can choose or not. And give yourself lots of grace and self-compassion. Then get yourself into the mindset of making peace from a place of love and respect. Now, as I wrap up, I just want to say that it's really important to keep practicing this process with previously forbidden foods until their novelty wears off. As long as you trust the process and are willing to check in, do the work, fail, learn, do it again. There will come a day when those previously forbidden foods no longer mean anything to you. It's like you just look at them and it's no big deal. And you'll feel yourself feeling very confident and comfortable around them. Food no longer becomes this thing that you have to fight or run away from. And that, my friends, it's a beautiful thing. I want that for you because that's what I have. And I know the difference this has made in my life. I know the difference this has made in the lives of my clients, of the moms who have trusted me to help them through this process. So if anything I've said in this episode resonates with you, I would invite you to really think about how this might make a difference for you. How different would your life look if you were able to just see food and not freak out? If you were able to show up to parties, engage with people, go to places where food will be served, and not worry that you won't have self-control. Just think about it. How much more peace would you have? Think about the life of less stress and overwhelm when it comes to making food decisions. There's so much to gain when you make peace with food. And if you're looking for how to get started, I would invite you to check out my food freedom guide. It gives you a step-by-step guide on how to get this process going. And if you feel like you need more support, then set up a consultation call with me and let's see how I can support you and help you on your food freedom journey. All right, my friends, I am always rooting for you and I hope you have an awesome week ahead. Remember, give yourself lots of grace and compassion on this journey. And as always, keep thriving.